What? You heard I was cancer-free. I still need to hear the, the nitty-gritty. Okay. The nitty-gritty? So I had the colon cancer, mm-hmm. and they cut that all out, and they had found it in my lymph nodes. So they thought, okay, well, we don't see any cancer growing. She's cancer-free. And I went back for my next test, and then they're like, oh, something is growing on your lungs. And oh, it, what? So then they were like, okay, we need to test you again, and it was still growing. And I was like, I'm not going through chemotherapy. I'm not doing that again. I'm gonna do it naturally. I'm just gonna do the virus scan and I've been drinking olive oil. Did you use my parents' witches brew stuff? Yeah. I did. And a whole bunch of other stuff. And a bunch stuff. of other witches oh, brews. Wow. And I changed my diet, got off sugar, gluten. So it was about seven months later. Then I found out that the mass was completely gone. Awesome. That was huh. on my lungs. That is super awesome. So, that makes me happy. So that's my miracle. So how many supplements were you taking? Five different things. Okay. They were supposedly cancer killing. Okay. What do you think was, what do you give the most credit to? What do, I don't even know. Oh. Because when I was going through chemotherapy, I was taking everything except for doing the aloe vera juice with this whole aloe vera juice concoction that my friend told me about. And after, when the when he's like, your cancer's still growing, like whatever, then I was like, okay, I have to buckle down on this diet thing. And then my and then a friend told me about the aloe vera, and then I added that in. So diet, aloe vera. Well, and the oncologist told me that 80% of cancer is diet, getting off of sugar, getting off of gluten, mm-hmm. things like that. Cancer is grown by sugar. Mm-hmm. And that's why they tell you when you go through chemotherapy to be off sugar. Mm-hmm. If you have a good oncologist, I guess, but... We, we pass those to come drums. Yeah! <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I was looking through, like, our stats, mm-hmm. and this is really interesting, okay? okay? Geographically, 80% of our our listeners are from the United States. Okay, that makes Canada sense. Canada is 5%. United Kingdom is 4%. Wow. Australia, 3%. Germany, Netherlands... Estonia, Estonia, Brazil, Guatemala, all those, everything else is one. We're big in Estonia. Less than 1%. You know what? Next time we get Dad um, on, we're going to have to have him speak a few words of Estonian to our, our few Estonian listener, listeners The few there. ones, yeah. The few ones We'll we start have. off in Estonian. We'll have the yep. Estonian day. Yeah, we'll have Estonian day. Okay. Gender. This is what got me. <laughs> Female. 58% of our wow. listeners. because we're bringing it. Really? I know. We're bringing it. With, awesome. with all of our talk about phallic symbols and me running around <laughs> naked, yeah, I'm just like, I'm trying stories. to figure out. Yeah, all the P stories. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, Thor, and Nathan. Let's change Brandon's names to Randon. Randy, yeah. Okay. Randy, 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 Randy. Okay. and Sandy. Okay. Randy, Randy and, Sandy. and Sandy. Yeah, if you're going to remember, have fun. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said you could use my first name. Okay. It's okay. not my well, last please. name. Okay. Got it. So today we have a special guest. Heidi. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> so today we have a special guest, Heidi. And uh, we're related to her. Oh, are we? Are we redoing this intro? Well, I the first why not? Intro was good. Oh my! 
We don't need to redo the intro. The first one was golden. He never sounded better. We're not taking out the swear word. Thor doesn't swear very often. I don't. I don't like the swear. So Heidi, she has some experience with a cult, a pretty prevalent cult here in Utah called the United Apostolic Brethren, I think. Um, and she is going to talk a little bit about some of her experiences while she was younger and uh, maybe some of the beliefs. And we're going to give her 20 questions because she's a relative. So we can ask those questions that you can't ask strangers. So my dad had a door-to-door salesman show up at his door selling. Well, I mean, it was back in the day when door-to-door salesman was the like. The brush guy. This yeah, guy. It, yes. it was actually he was selling cassette tapes. Oh, even better. <laughs> were they like religious? They weren't actually. They were just a guy speaking about his beliefs and positive thinking. What year was this? So I was born in 81. Okay. So it would have been 84. She's 10 years. No, she's my, she's, your birthday is my birthday too? Yeah. We're the same age, yeah. same birthday. <laughs> actually, I'm older because I was born at 2 a.m. and you were born like later, I That's... think at 6 a.m. or something. Okay, so he was selling video or cassette tapes, and then my dad invited him in, liked what he had to say. Our family started hanging out, and then my dad was over at his house, and he saw this book, and it was called Most Holy Principles, Volume 4 by Roland Allred. And my dad, and then my dad was like, what's that book? And he was like, oh, don't touch that book. If you read that book, you'll get excommunicated from your church. My dad read it, thought it was amazing. And then he was like, where did you get this book? Oh, from this guy that I met doing door-to-door selling. And so he's like, I actually go to his classes every week, these firesides, and he teaches about this religion. And so he invited my dad to go. And then, you know, my dad was hooked. And he- Wait a second, was this guy a member of that He wasn't actually, he didn't get baptized until a month after my parents got baptized. That Mm -hmm. is bizarre. It is a Mormon offshoot. It's a fundamentalist group. So they believe in polygamy. I know we've done a lot of these in the past, but it's just, it's too easy to do because here living in Utah, (laughs) every time you throw a rock, you can hit one of the, uh, you know, one fundamentalist cold or another. So it's just... Yeah. You say fundamentalist or Fun, fundamentalist? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So my that's so my dad would potentially get excommunicated from the LDS church. The this okay. is this is one of the bigger branches. Oh, they're very so they're, big. They're, this is very yes, large. Yes, they yeah. they have they have a place in Mexico. They have places all over Utah. They have places oh, yeah. in Montana, Grantsville, uh, Arizona. Is it bigger than Warren Jeff's one? Yeah. 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 Seems like it. Yeah, it is. And they're all over the place. It is. Actually, you know, they, the Warren Jeff one is an offshoot from them. Oh, really? Yeah. And other thing is the LeBarons, the scary group, is an offshoot from them as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have like one leader? So they have one prophet. They are structured like the LDS church where they have their prophet. They have the quorum of the 12 and then the quorum of the 70. Did you guys have to move? So we did not have to move. No. Um, We lived in Utah and it was in Utah. 
And so my dad just, yeah, they just went. They enrolled me in school there when I was in kindergarten. So I started there. My where, where is there? Oh, okay. So their uh, place is in Bluffdale, Utah. It's a big old giant building with a bunch of property right around it. It's right actually by the military base. Okay. It's very close, actually. How was school there compared to, I guess you don't have uh, anything to compare. I was homeschooled and went to private school after we got kicked out of that group. So you're already kind of fringy. So I don't really have, like, I don't know anything about public school. I couldn't tell you how it differed. All right. So did your, do you have to have, like, for polygamy to happen, since they do believe in polygamy, is it something that any member can just do? Or is it something where you have to have the bishop or the prophet sanction the marriage? No, you could just get married to anyone. Okay, so it's... So it wasn't a group like some of those groups out there where you have to have them sanctioned. You could just, you know... Have a second wife or uh-huh. third. Yeah. How about age? Uh, did they respect They like do that? have an age. You have to be 18. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah, oh, that's that's good. I yeah, I was reading Smart. a little bit on the internet, and it talked about that how they don't believe in child marriage there, yeah. which I it, I think is yeah. smart. But there's things that were that happened right in the church that oh, we'll get into the nitty gritty. Okay, we'll get. <laughs> so I know we're, we're asking questions a lot. I'm gonna okay. You can ask questions. That's well, totally okay, fine. Here's the question: uh, you you kind of alluded to the fact that your parents got kicked out. Wait, yeah. We're not getting into kicked out yet, are oh, we? Oh well, I okay. Thor. Let's get on. on. <laughs> so, were your your parents were they your whole family? Were you guys all bought in, or was it just your parents? So my just my parents. Okay. My we were supposed to keep everything secret, like my cousins, aunt and uncles, or we we were never supposed to tell anyone about mm-hmm. it. And if we did, we got in huge trouble. I have a memory speaking of um, someone that we knew that was. That they like to call themselves the group or the work. Um, they would call their church the building. Yeah. So I had, my great grandma had asked me some questions about somebody that lived in the area that she lived in. Um, she lived over by Roosevelt, Utah. And there was a family over there that um, lived in Aldemont, and their last name was Carol. Um, he was Dean Carroll. And she asked me, does he have more than one wife? And I said, yes. And because funny thing is she had known this family because my parents both grew up in a small town. Mm -hmm. So they had known this family like forever. My mom's dad was best friends with Dean Carroll, but they never knew that he was a polygamist until years later there was rumored that he was. And so my parents didn't actually find out until they joined the church and they showed up at church. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, that's Dean Carroll. And then they <laughs> figured out that he was a polygamist and they never even knew. And they had been to his house many times. So one time in my great grandma, she asked me, does he have another wife? And my dad, and I said, yes, I was only like six or seven. I was mm-hmm. not very old. So I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was doing. And I have a horrible memory, like my dad was a little too rough with us as kids, where as soon as we got out the door at my grandma's, he started kicking me all the way down the sidewalk to the car, getting mad at me for revealing the secret. How do they square not telling people, you know, you're not supposed to lie, that's a commandment, but also concealing their identity. 
it seems kind of a weird duality. They have their code words and then they have certain things like they would say like, okay, so when the rumor happened with my, cause my mom's dad, he was best friends with Dean Carroll. Like I said, he asked him, he was like, oh, so I heard a rumor that you married another woman. And uh, he was like, do you think Caroletta would approve that? And he was like, and then, you know, his friend, Dean Carroll's friend was like, no, no, no. Okay, so they have their ways. Yeah. Of, they have their yeah. ways, okay. very manipulative you. ways. Also, I assume that they follow kind of like the, remember the story of Abraham where, you know, he goes into Egypt and his wife is beautiful and he's like, I don't want to die. So I'm just going to claim that she's my sister. Yeah. You know, so, you know, stuff like that. There's there's ways to get around lying. No. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there's ways, and my dad's very good at it. Here's the funny thing. My dad got excommunicated from the group, the All Red group, whatever you want to call it. But he's never been excommunicated from the LDS church. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Even okay. though he's been called in several times by many bishops, he's found a way to Sometimes, skirt everything. if you don't show up, they typically don't. Ex- typically, they don't excommunicate. No, but he went in every time. Oh, he went he in every time. He never officially lied. Oh. Uh-huh. Nope. Oh, he just go. skirted the issue. Did he ever take on another wife? <sighs> no, but not from lack of trying. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he dated a lot. My dad dated a lot. and um, How was that? Dating? I wonder if there's a dating app. <laughs> if there isn't one, we need to create one. We do. Yeah, that sounds like it would take off here in Utah. It was just called the dating app. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they call it the building. Find the most. <laughs> the find the most. The most righteous. It's the called. Grave. So it's called the most righteous husband. Yeah, that's yeah. probably what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what we should call it. The most righteous husband. You get it. You're like, this is the guy for me. <laughs> And he can't swipe left or right. The girls choose. Oh, I like that better. Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. that. Well, yeah, you'd have to have it that way. Seriously. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. What was it like growing up in that uh, environment where oh, I'm going to be a co-wife one of these days, most likely? I told my dad my whole entire life that I was, if I had to live it, then I was going to be the first wife. Yeah. And so, and you know, when I talked to my dad today, I was kind of asking him a little bit more of the history. We got excommunicated when I was 13, but my, not from, we still were forced to go. My dad made our family go. They didn't actually escort us out of the building when we came. They were just like, didn't talk to us or anything. We finally, my dad gave up when I was 16, but I asked him, I said, dad, Uh, Did you ever think that I would become another wife? Did you ever think I would embrace that lifestyle? I know you wanted us all to. And he was like, I I wasn't sure about you. He's like, that was one thing. I wasn't sure. I knew that if you did end up doing it, you would probably like rule all of the other wives. Is that the first, what the first wife does? Is she in charge or... Yeah, I think it's normally supposed to be that, but I think whoever's the strongest personality wins. Yeah, I always thought the first wife is the one that says who who like accepts says that it's okay to marry this. The first wife is yeah, and there was one lady my dad was going to marry, and they were pretty serious, but she was a stronger personality than my mom, and my mom Uh, didn't want her to be in the family, so my mom was like, nope. Yeah. So I think you should treat every wife like your first wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
going going into the dating thing, was that how how did your mom take that? Like she was fine with it, or was it like you could tell that it bothered her, or it bothered her? Especially when my dad brought home a girl that was only two years older than me. Oh yeah. Like, she was of age when he started dating her, but she was only two years older than me, and he started dating her, and my mom, she just didn't like that. How did you feel about that? It made me mad. Yeah. Very mad, because she was two years older than me. Also, I knew her growing up, and I didn't like her. Her name was Heather, mm -hmm. and oddly enough, her younger sister was my age, and her name was Heidi. And um, I just, I didn't like that family. I thought they were a horrible family and I hated that my dad was dating her. And the girl, I knew she was using my dad and she was a total, she was just one of those girls that you know uses guys. And she was just doing it for attention. And it later came out. How, how would that community sustain itself with polygamy? Were there a lot of guys that didn't get any girls from it? or yeah. Just, just because it, and, and multiple guys, I guess. Or got, they married out, mm -hmm. married out because they were always trying to get people to join the church. Okay. So they would always marry out. There was one family that we knew. He married her and didn't even tell her that. Um, he got in trouble for it after, but because he married her and then brought her in, and he had already had a wife, and then revealed his lifestyle. So and they he, frowned upon that. He got a second wife. <laughs> and, and did yeah. tell her that she was a and second she wife. Didn't, and didn't tell her. Uh -uh. And did she stay with him? She ended up staying with him for quite okay. a few years. And then she ended up leaving later. Because polygamy, they always end up leaving later. I've never seen a family that stuck it out together, ever. How would that conversation be? Holy shit, like, I just don't know. That's like, that's not even, that's not just like, hey, I'm sleeping with another woman. Or I'm having an affair. <laughs> I'm married to someone else. Well, the first wife knew. The second wife just didn't. I don't have enough attention span to give enough attention to one wife. How can you... Like, that's just spreading your seed thin. Is that, is your that seed? That's <laughs> just spreading <laughs> yourself. How, is it, how does a husband divide his time between the various wives in a polygamous relationship? So they have different nights. So like one wife would have like Monday, Tuesday, and then the next wife would have like Tuesday, Wednesday. It just depends. Or I mean, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. It just depends on how many wives he has. I want to be a Friday, Saturday wife. Do the wives <laughs> live in the same house? Sometimes. And, you know, what I've noticed is that they do a lot better when they all live together yeah from all the families i've seen over the years they stay together longer if they all live together in one house as soon as they separate to other houses that's when it falls apart and wives start leaving you can see out here in utah you can see a lot of big houses especially over where um i live um there's i didn't know at the time when i moved to that city that there was a lot of uh, polygamists that lived out there, but there is, and they're big, giant houses, and they're actually a whole family, polygamous family, living in that one house. When my parents sell their home, there's going to be polygamous family. In there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. That's the only one. They have their own business in there. They have like their, a, a commercial kitchen, lots of bedrooms. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. 
Wonder if there's a realtor for polygamists. polygamists? We should make like a realtor app called the Perfect Husband's House <laughs> or the Most Righteous Husband's House. Well, the thing is, like you know, you can you could have your doctor or or your lawyer or your real estate agent, any of it, be a polygamist, and you've never even known because yeah. they're yeah. really good at hiding. And well, and they don't have to hide quite so much anymore. Anyway, so the state's laws have been changed. So have they? Yeah, polygamy. They polygamy just is decriminalizing it. Yeah, polygamy is now like a misdemeanor. Like and they don't prosecute. Ticket. Like they don't go actively prosecute. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Not as, N- not not as unless much. it's underage. You guys are saying, how many wives do you have? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah, you're talking Seven. about hiding in plain Seven. sight. Okay. So Brandon. <laughs> You can't lie, can you? Her dad did ask me, though, when yeah. I went and asked for his blessing. He asked me if I plan on having more than one wife. And what did you tell him? I told him that unless God came down and knocked me on the head, like, yeah. literally, I would never have a second wife. Nice. And he told me that's that's the way it's supposed to be. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Very few people are just like, no, I just want to have another woman. <clears throat> Most of the time it's, oh, no, God told me that I need to have another wife. It's okay, so uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is very big on uh, priesthood power and the line of authority. Where do they come from is saying how they have the authority to split off and form their own religion. Do they... they say I. it's from Joseph Musser. So when LDS Church came out saying that they were no longer going to live plural marriage, then the Allred group prophet was Joseph Musser. Do they think that the the like Joseph Smith's you know, like each of the presidents of the church and then they're they're a continuation of the same line? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah, like for instance, I know of one group, I don't know what group it is, but they basically claim that John Taylor went to this person and basically said there's going to be a time when the church can't do polygamy, but we need someone here who can and ordained this guy. They to believe be able that's to do that. exactly. So that's thing. kind of what, yeah, that's what happened. They have this. Whole, they have these whole like they're called journals of discourse mm-hmm. that are supposed to be written by Brigham Young, and they have a whole bunch of them that you can only get access to if you're one of them. It seems like. And all the ones with the polygamy that we've talked about, that polygamy is the thing that is like the most important thing to them. It's it is. Like the most important. God said this thing about that. Not thou shalt love thy neighbor. Not not treat, you know, treat everyone good. Not, you know, don't tell lies. I don't know if that that's actually a, there. <laughs> a commandment. But, you know, it's not that actually like, hey, you know, let's live a good life. It's. Polygamy is the most important thing. I almost feel like it's a bunch of horn dogs. <laughs> you <laughs> well, know, just are, like honestly, like that is so important to them. Beyond, besides that, how close is now? I'm going to get to my real question. Okay. No. <laughs> how close is it to like the standard Latter Day Saint Church? Beyond that, like what they teach and everything. It's the exact same. Exact same, except That's for there. Except for that. So the same Book of Mormon. The same Book of Mormon. They everything. But how about the? They even have bishops. Do they go to Deseret Book together? It's Book pretty of much exactly what was yeah. taught up till Brigham right. Young. Mm-hmm. Well, um, oh, yeah. Not Brigham Young. It would be uh, uh, Wilford Woodruff. Yeah, Wilford Woodruff. Yeah. 
but mainly Brigham, they started going a little bit weird after Brigham Young too. That like it started. Well, to Brigham be Young. A was it started with mainstream. it started, but mm-hmm. with like what yeah. Thor was saying the John Taylor. They were starting to things were shifting. And what do they think of regular Mormon, regular LDS people? Is it like they're just unbelievers and they're the same as no. any other Christian? They believe that they don't have the fullness of the gospel. That's what they call it. The but fullness are they a of step the up from Baptists and Presbyterians yes. and Methodists? Yes. Okay. They're basically, they believe that they're a step below them because, you know, the fundamentalist groups they believe that they're above everyone because they're living plural plural marriage Mm -hmm. and to go back to what gunner was saying is you know it seems like they don't believe in the lesser things well they do they believe that living plural marriage is going to make them it's going to basically put them in an instapot and make it so that they'll be exalted sooner because it's bringing out all of those insecurities and all of those things it's in them. It's going to sanctify them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, also, you, we have a tendency to harp on the differences, not the sameness of stuff. So, so, and every religion will do that. They'll, 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 they'll push the. This is why we're different. Yeah, like the Seventh Day Adventists. So exactly. Like worship on Saturday. Yeah. It's almost their whole belief system. <laughs> well, yeah, and they've got other beliefs and stuff like that, but that's how we know them. It's like, oh, yeah. they worship on Saturday. Yeah. And so the fundamentalist is like, oh, they're polygamous. This was funny. My dad told me today on the phone what he told my mom the night the night they were going to get baptized into the Allred group. And he said, we're either going to slap God in the face tonight or embrace him. I don't know which one because, you know, he said at that point he was putting his life over to the Lord. Why did they excommunicate your dad from the Allred group? Oh, I will definitely tell you that. But I think Gunnar had something to say before I interrupted him. Hey, what's more important than that, Gunnar? Go ahead. <laughs> Nothing's more important than that, okay? <laughs> now I can't know. Well, now I want to listen to what no, my question is. So what was your dad excommunicated for? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Sure, okay. So Owen Allred, when we were um, in the church at that time, um, the Allred group, then Owen Allred was their prophet. And his successor was somebody called Joseph Thompson. And there had been something that had come out saying that Joe Thompson had molested his kids. One of his, one of his daughters actually accused him of molesting her. So it had come out. So then the church as a whole was picking sides. Mm. And so my dad sided with the Thompsons. And um, anyone that did side with the Thompsons got excommunicated. If they did anything that upset the church, they were just out without any disciplinary action, nothing. Like, they were just out if they sided with them. So, but my dad, it was already a known fact that he had sided with him. And um, then my dad said something to someone that he wouldn't tell me what he said, but he said something and he was brought in front of the the prophet and the, the council, the 12 apostles. Mm-hmm. And they asked him about it. And then they said, well, you did not 
follow the way you were supposed to do things and you're out there preaching against us. So you're gone, you're excommunicated. But my dad didn't care. He was like, we're still going to church. And he forced us to go to church, even though all of my friends were told not to be friends with me anymore that were, you know, mm -hmm. still in the church. How did that feel? How was that? It was horrible. Yeah, you my, were going to school with them too. I right? was going to school with them. 13 years old, right? I was 13, yeah, when we yeah. got excommunicated. I mean, how, you're already trying to find yourself at that age. Yeah. And you are you are excommunicated too, as a member of uh -huh. the family. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the whole family yeah. was gone. The whole family, but we didn't actually leave until I was 16. Then my dad was finally like, okay, we're gonna leave. The Thompsons, since a bunch of them wanted to side with their dad, they got kicked out too. So they decided, hey, we're just gonna go start our own, own group. Church. Yes, uh -huh. Yep, we're just gonna start our own church. So, but some of his kids, cause he had several wives. I can't remember how many my dad said. I think he had like, he had over 10 wives. So they were like, well, these ones start their own church. The other ones stayed. So this was really weird. The prophet now, right now of that church, is named David Watson. Of the Thompson Church? Of No, of the Allred Group. The Allred All of the Allred Group. Sorry, I should have clarified. One of his wives, her name is Marianne, and she was Joseph Thompson's daughter. They were playing both sides. They were saying, hey, we're going to go over here and join you guys. But actually, they were lying over on at the Allred Group and saying, hey, we're not having anything to do with them because David Watson was a member of the 70. And so he knew with certain people being kicked out of the Quorum of the 12, he knew that he was going to be able to move up in rank and, you know, <laughs> be able to become a prophet. Uh -huh. He let his wife do whatever, but he was he was definitely playing both sides, my dad said. But yeah, the Thompsons went over, they started their own group, and they were meeting together. And then, you know, lo and behold, after about five years of being a part of that group, they kicked my dad out. He got excommunicated from them. <laughs> wow. What, what, did he do? what did he do on this one? Well... So he started a business with all of them, um, with a bunch of the Thompsons. He, he started a business with them. And my dad wanted to be the, the person who was in charge of the business and he wanted to run the show. They didn't like that. And so they were like, nope, you, you uh, can't do that. We don't want you doing that. And my dad was like, okay, fine, whatever. And so they're like, you're out. And then the next thing you know, he was out of that church. But we contended to go to that one for years <laughs> after, even though they didn't speak to us. <laughs> and here's the funny part today. I'll tell you this. My dad told me today that if David Watson called him today, he would go back to the Allred group and uh, said, please come back to us. Okay. He's that brainwashed. So in this second group, polygamy was in that as well. Yes. Yes. It and was. It was exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Exactly everything was the same. Same. Was your dad still trying to date people? He was. was. Okay. 
He was. Has he given up on that now? Yes. <laughs> Is it because he's so old? Because he's elderly? I guess he's just kind of given up, yeah. My mom actually went back to the LDS church and oh. said, no, I'm done with this whole, we've been kicked Poor out twice. Yeah. I'm done. Here's my stick about polygamy once again. Or, well, here's, my, here's my thing, okay? What the hell? No. <laughs> no. Gunnar, you talk about polygamy way too much. In this Just podcast, because it, it baffles me. It baffles me how someone spends so much time looking for other wives and trying to look for other women instead of actually building on the relationship that they have with their current wife. Like, my, my relationship with my wife is hard enough with me not going around searching for someone else. And I can't imagine you're, you're staying because you're like, okay, this is my faith. This is my religion. I don't know all the reasons that you're staying, but this is, this is God's will, so I'm going to do this. And really, it's just like, I can't, I don't know how many women it's probably eating up inside. Well, I think yeah. maybe the secret is if you get three wives, then you only have to make a please her two days a week instead of seven. No, because they want them to have seven wives. They <laughs> preach to them that it, it to, be, to be exalted, you have to have seven. Why seven? That's, Why is that the magic number? <clears throat> because that lets a man sleep with a different woman every day of the week. No, I, I hope not. honestly I don't remember why the belief, and I didn't ask my dad today, so to uh -huh. remind me. <laughs> that, that just it would be harder to manage I just don't, I don't buy any of the, I don't buy anybody telling me that, oh, this is, this is what God wanted us to do, and this is, this is the oh, reason why. Oh, I know why. why. I don't buy it. I know why. Why? It's because in Isaiah where they say uh, seven seven women will grab a hold of one man and say uh, you know uh, something or other take away our uh, uh, take away our reproach. That's why in Old Testament I think is Isaiah where they say that take in the away last our days. Report. Yeah, I think it is in Isaiah because I remember something about my dad preaching about that. That's yeah, where it's it, it says uh, like uh, yeah seven women will take one man and basically say you know. Uh, be, you know, we will you can be our husband just to take yeah. away. Our this is my. So I, I really love it when someone pulls out some obscure scripture that proves their point. It's like so <laughs> idiotic. It's like saying, "Oh, Gunner, there's plenty of scriptures in the I, Old Testament that, that talk about scripture. killing women just because they, you know, if, oh, kill this woman because or, if they talk back or mm -hmm. or whatever. Oh, so we're that's what we're supposed to do. Oh yeah, they no, they do that a lot. They did that a lot in the Allard's group. Oh okay, as they follow that then. then. Yeah. What about the because so when there's horse shit, horse shit. What, oh, uh, did, I, <laughs> did I interrupt you? No, Gunner, I knew <laughs> that obscure <laughs> scripture. In fact, I pulled it out of my memory. I know, so ridiculous. No, I just. Because polygamy drives me times. crazy. I think it's the, just, biggest it's the ration. It's them trying to rationalize and trying to be like, "Oh, well, this is why it's good, and I'm going to teach all these women that it's good to get some tail." Yeah, to get some tail. The whole reason you can't comprehend <laughs> it is you're just not righteous enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> so what about the? So the, there's several wives for one man. So there, that means there's a surplus of single younger men what happens to what happens to them they have to get they get farmed out right no they have to go out they, and they get no. communicated or no they're what? the sons of perdition no okay. that's different that doesn't groups. happen that's different groups that doesn't okay, so, happen so in so the what, what happens 
they just don't have a wife, so they, they live their can whole find, lives. Well, sometimes a lot. Like, okay, so I'm still friends with a lot of people that are from the Allred group, and some of my friends, some of my girlfriends have married outside of the Allred group. So I have a couple friends that married into the Kingston group. I have a friend that married into the LeBaron group. That's how I know that it still exists. It's just very hush-hush. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so sometimes they marry outside of their group. And then sometimes they just, kids leave. And I have a lot of friends that have left. And they don't want to say that they were ever in it. In fact, one time Brandon and I were trick-or-treating um, at Finn's house in his neighborhood and we knock on someone's door and the girl that answered recognized me and she was like, oh my gosh, Heidi, is that you? And I was like, who are you? And um, then she told me, And then she found out that I was related to Finn. And she was like, please don't tell them about my past. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Because she was living, she was in their ward. She attended church with them. Like, she did not want anyone to know. And I was like, that's fine. So, Finn, this is three houses down (laughs) on the right It's back when he lived in the other house. That big 10,000 square foot house. The big, never mind. Sorry. So, basically, it's these guys are encouraged to find someone outside of the church. Or do, do, do they have any... Just bachelors that just like like oh, there's anyone. yep, there is bachelors that they couldn't find in, but I don't know if they're necessarily encouraged to find anyone. I outside, I just think that sometimes that just happens. I think when you go, so what they would do is they would do these dances um, once a month where you're supposed to meet people at the dances, and they would they had a certain age. I think it started at fourteen. Um, all the way up until, you know, adult, whatever. So I was so excited to go to my first dance. I couldn't wait. And I was also upset at the same time because we had been excommunicated. So I didn't know what was going to happen. Well, lo and behold, there was a guy there. And I'm going to say his name, Shem Jessup. Shem Jessup, if you're out there, you rat bastard. He he went around and told all the young men not to dance with me because my family was excommunicated. He was older than my dad and he hated my dad. And I was so hurt by that because I was like, why? I didn't find out until later. Um, Later on in the evening, I was like, no boys are asking me to dance. What's going on? Like, And then one boy... And I wish for the life of me I could remember his name. But he came up to me and he was like, you know what? I'm going to dance with you because nobody else is. And this is what's happening. And Shem Jessup's going around telling everybody not to dance with you. What's this boy's name that went up to you? I can't remember his name. What a stud. Kevin, you're amazing. It was Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, what was it? Kevin. Kevin. Maybe it was Ronaldo. Well done, Ronaldo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, and that memory still like still gets me a little choked up today. Mm-hmm. And I have other memories like that where we were ousted and I people were like, I went to their youth conference, girls camp, things like that, and I was ignored and not talked to. Do married, just it's kind of weird, but do married men show up to those dances? Yes. Already married, yes. and so they're like shopping around? Yes. How, do girls 
are there girls besides ones that are excommunicated not get asked, like not get danced with? Not are there Sometimes, any yeah. women that grow up in the church and don't get married? No. Yes. Oh, there really? Are. Okay. Wow. You'd think that that just wouldn't happen. Yeah, there is. Uh-huh. I knew several. Hmm. So when you're when you're there dancing and stuff like that, there's older men coming, which is a little. I mean, in normal dynamic. I mean, the, you're well, kind of square with your dancing. Own, yeah, so. but still, it's it's your with your own age group. What was the feeling among the girls? As I know, you were excommunicated a lot, so you weren't in the thick of things. But were people talking about? Uh, was it like the position in the church? Was that a big turn on? Was it money? Like this was guy's an age? apostle, or he's was one of the seventy looking? or whatever. Yeah. What was what was what was the dynamic? What what sold? If guy? me, Nathan, and Thor were going to this dance, okay, <laughs> how many we don't women? Know. We don't. How many women would each of us get? I don't know. You know, you got to realize I was a teenager during that time, so mm-hmm. I'm seeing it from a teenager teenage perspective. Yeah, you were just I was dancing a, in I was just dancing marriage. and seeing cute boys, mm-hmm. and you know. But there was a man, his name was Chuck Todd, and he, at when I was 13 years old, before my parents got kicked out, because we got kicked out right before I turned 14. So um, he came to my dad and he was like, I want to marry Heidi. And my dad's like, well, she's only 13. He's like, well, the spirit touched me and told me that that she's going to be my next wife. And my dad's like, well, I don't want you coming asking until she's 18. It didn't stop him from trying to pursue me in secret. Mm. He would send me little gifts. He would pick me up from work. He would, you know, when I was 16, that's when he actually started really pursuing it. So when I was 13, all the way to 16, he'd have me babysit, come babysit for his wife. Um, he, w- he only had the one wife. And for him and his wife, when they'd go on date nights, he'd extra pay me. He'd bring me gifts. They were having me over, like, to their kids' birthday parties, like, just, you know, kind of like a member of the family. When I turned 16... That's when he turned it on. He was like bringing me more gifts, sending me letters. Like, and I mean, we were out of the church and he was still in it and he still tracked me down. Did did you get along with his wife? I did. I really liked his wife a lot, but there, and he talked me into going to their trek. He was for my, cause I was going to turn, I was like, I don't, I was 15 at the time and I was going to turn 16. My birthday was going to be while Trek was happening. And he said, I really think you should go to Trek. I said, no. Every time I've gone to an event, people are mean to me. I don't want to go. He's like, I promise I'll plan a little birthday party for you. Like, it'll be fun. Like, my best friend, she she was like, please, Heidi, please, please, please go. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go. And, you know, I should have known something was up there. But that's when things flipped for me, actually. Um, Trek was, so you dress as pioneers, and um, then you pull a handcart, and you walk, and just walk and walk. And then in the evening, you'll sing a song, too. There's the singing, and then there's, then at the end of the day, you have a campfire, and there's dances, and there's, uh, Testimony meeting. I had people that they they stopped ignoring me, and I guess I had developed, and I was a cute girl, and 
the teenage boys were like after me like no other and was wanting to date me. And then that's when old men started coming out of the woodwork and asking my dad how old I was. I've always, I always wanted to go on a trek. I've never, I, I, I never I was did. able I to. Was young and it was I've awesome. only been on I one. I never went. It's basically uh, Comic-Con for Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> what? You dress up like a pioneer and you pull a cart and camp outside and you have a bunch of gross men trying to grab you. <laughs> and boys, they're all coming out of the woods. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. I loved the friendships, the connections. I loved that you could, you know, when you'd go to girls camp or you would go to youth conference um, or even Trek, you would meet people from Montana or you'd meet people from Mexico or you'd meet people from, you know, or different or St. George or just different parts of Utah or Arizona, or, you know, and you'd all come together and you could become friends. And we got some really good, I got some very good pen pals through that because, you know, I was bonding with, with those people. And, um, yeah, so there I had a really good pen pal. His name was David Andre and he lived in Montana and I just thought he was, hot stuff at the time. <laughs> and uh, I really enjoyed writing him. And I loved it when he would come to Utah and we could hang out. And so I think friendships and, um, I mean, for me, that was probably the most important time because I, I was only 13. So it wasn't like I was really forming a testimony or any kind of thing for the church. I, I love the fact that women have to be a little bit older before they can get in a polygamous relationship i do i i I actually think that 18 is still too young i think 21 if would be the best age to to start there but it's a far cry from like 13 and 14 year olds consenting adults actually i have one other thing i could add i liked that i went to school and church with the same people because you were connect like you were with those same people all the time and you Mm -hmm. could make those so i guess it goes back to friendships isn't that like a double-edged sword, too? Because you also had to deal with the same crap from both sides. When you were excommunicated. Then when we really were, hurt. but when we got excommunicated, they wouldn't actually let us go to school anymore. So my mom pulled us out and was homeschooling us oh. at that time. But we they couldn't stop us from going to church. I think the good thing was it's easy to spot the creepers. Because sometimes it's like, oh, is this guy really, is he creeping? Is he hitting on me? Because it was so open about that. Like, yeah, you can you can have multiple wives. You could tell that they were creepers. They're right? all creepers. They, they all creepers. Okay, but they had to go ask your dad permission first. Like if you were a girl, yeah. like they had to ask your dad permission. So men had to come. If you were a married man and your daughter was single, you would have to even when you know, after 18, you'd still have to go to him and ask permission. It was what they call correct principle and ask permission. And so to court them. And so married men came and asked my dad all the time. And this is the comment that he would say to them. Well, first he would laugh and then he would say, 
go ahead and ask her if you want, but she's going to chew you up and spit you out. And you're not going to have fun. And that's exactly what happened. I was mean every time married men came around asking me out. I just turned into a villain. So you never, did you go on dates though? I never went out on a date with a married man, unless you count Chuck Todd, who would pick me up from work, buy me dinner while I was on my lunch break, things like that. The guy that was really pursuing me big time, mm -hmm. giving me, I took advantage of it. <laughs> the other ones, nice. I was mean and very mean, but obviously I didn't marry Chuck Todd, so it didn't work for him. So there's closure. Did we he get married? Moved. He did end up marrying another okay. woman. Good. Good he did. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm against this. So he was 30 when I was 14. Mm -hmm. oh, so, okay, here's another question. Sorry, we're back on the question there. So obviously there's a lot of women who get married to older men. What happens when they die off? Are they, do they get married to someone yes. else a lot? Okay. They, yes. They, oh, yes. And that, that is, a, it's kind of like a feeding frenzy mm -hmm. when somebody dies off because all of these men are suddenly after a woman, you including my dad. Yeah. Oh, my dad was doing it too. He had, he had somebody and he, he wanted to marry her. She wanted to marry him. And then she went and talked to the prophet about it. And then he was like, well, I'll excommunicate you because he's already been excommunicated. And she did not want to be excommunicated. So she was like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. Her husband actually didn't end up dying. He ended up being arrested because him and his other wife were making child porn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, that's a good thing to be arrested for yeah and so he was obviously excommunicated from the church and she was left with all of her kids and my dad really and she ended up anyway she ended up getting remarried to somebody who lived in saint george and here's the really sad thing about it her new husband she became came in second wife and her new husband he was a total jerk and um the older kids his older kids with his first wife ended up molesting her children. And um, and there was a bunch of stuff going on there, and she ended up having to leave. Uh, so it happened again. Wow. So I guess we don't have to really cover what the bad is. The bad is. <laughs> no, I guess I went so right so into it. Things. I'm sorry. There's the bad. What, other, what else is You know, bad? I was smiling and laughing until that. Before we got <laughs> Building a cult. And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. So, guys, is there anything we want to pull in? Yeah. The, the trek. trek. The trek. <laughs> the trek. No, no. Wait, Heidi, what do you think? Is there anything worth do you think, pulling over? Do you think that we should pull in extra wives for each of us? <laughs> no. Thank you. We've, we've already went over this, and we decided that polygamy is not part of uh, our cult. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. If you guys listen to our, our after night session in the sauna, that one. Gunner's not a fan. I'm not a fan. Anything. Can you think of anything else? Anything that's like, okay, we should bring that as part of our, part of our cult. I think that we should pull to Ronaldo. Him asking the girl out. 
That's all I should pull. Yeah, yeah. So, not asking asking the girl to dance, sorry. And yeah. We can't do that, because we can't just go ask someone to dance now, can we? Uh, well, you can't. <laughs> oh, Thor can. <laughs> yeah! I'm going here who can. I think what you could pull from that, actually, instead of the dancing, is the fact that he had integrity, and he came up to me and told me what was happening and why I wasn't being asked. It had nothing to do with how I looked. And he went against what someone told him to do because he knew that it was wrong. And so he did the right thing. Integrity? Integrity. Integrity. Ronaldo did. We haven't pulled integrity. We haven't had integrity yet. I, I like integrity. I think it's a good one. <laughs> I think I think Hold that's on. a great thing to That is a nice cult. thing for an ice cold. Maybe our trek is going to be the motorcycle ride. I think we Ronaldo's could, yeah, journey. The ride with the Ronaldo. Trek. The ride with Ronaldo. Yeah. When he rolled off into I'm, the sunset that one, yeah. that one day. Okay. And we are going to look for fossils this summer, too. Remember? Yeah. So and that, that can be part of the track. Okay. It was funny when I found out about that she was in into the Plagamist Church and stuff. Did oh, that come up was pretty it, were you after, soon? After or, you yeah. were married or No, before? we were dating. And okay. that, that's what was funny is at the beginning. And I was trying to figure out how I should explain that my sister was, at that point, was in mm-hmm. yeah, polygamous another group. Polygamist group. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like... It's a little bit weird. My sister kind of she's the third wife, and and I was like, and she's like, really? And then she told me all about that, and I was like, that's hilarious because I was all like, she's gonna freak out about this. It's so weird and whatever. And then <laughs> she was more in the middle of it than I was. <laughs> your, your your sister's experience makes me think it's polygamy is just a horn dog excuse. When I, it comes to that person, I would well, say at least that with that person, with I'm that person saying, like, it is. It, it is. Just without a, a doubt. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. <laughs> So, ever if anybody has ever seen Sister Wives, Mary Brown, she I, I have. That's actually is interesting. She used to babysit. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and she used to babysit me. And her sister Elaine, that died of colon cancer, is right in here. So have you seen the Sister Wives, uh, that little thing? Oh, yeah, I have. How how real to life does it feel? I mean, obviously it's made for TV kind of stuff, but does does it's it have a... It's pretty, yeah, pretty it's spot pretty, pretty spot on. Okay. I would tell you, I mean, if anybody wants to know mm-hmm. more about polygamy, you could watch Big Love because it's pretty spot on with a lot of the groups of what goes on. Beside, but I mean, the All Red group is a mild group. It it goes into bad groups in that show, and it's pretty spot on with some of the stuff that happens. Have you told oh, yes. anyone? 
that you joined another cult. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I haven't. Okay. I well, like it. okay. Like it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have it in my office, my now. certificate. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah. We're not done here if you've got more to oh, say. Oh, we're not done? I thought we were. Well, we were wrapping up because we ran out of stuff that we were like, we just, um, I'm, my mind is so blown right now, okay? I'm like, what? This is all real? This is the nitty gritty right here. People really are like this and buy into it? Wowzers. Oh, so you didn't, so you didn't, okay, well, so I will tell one story that was in the news that wasn't about me, but, um, and then I can tell you stuff about my dating so there was, uh, Roland Allred had a son, and his name was Marvin D., and he had a daughter named Evangeline. And back in 1992, Marvin D. was actually one of my dad's missionaries that got him involved in the church. And so he was all constantly having people over to his house that he was trying to teach the fullness of the gospel to. And then... This guy and his wife were coming to his house for their firesides, and he really got to know Marvin D.'s daughter. She, she would, like, give her rides and stuff, play to work and different stuff. She was, like, 16 at the time. Anyway, one day he offered to give her a ride, and he actually ended up kidnapping her oh. and keeping her for several for. Like several months. Against her will. Against her will. She ended up coming back pregnant and had a baby. Yeah. So um, she was never the same after that. So she was one of the ones that never ended up getting married and ended up leaving the group because she. So. Did the guy go to jail? He did. And And my mom was the lunch lady at the school at the time when that happened and Evangeline would come in and talk to my mom and ask her if she needed any help during lunch and help my mom all the time. And then after that, she never would come in. Like, she would just keep to herself. Anyway, that was a big, huge, giant news story. And you can still find it um, if you do a Google search for it. That happened in 1992. So I just thought I would bring that because it was pretty, it was a pretty famous thing. It was, you know, pretty big. Maybe not as big as the Elizabeth Smart thing, but it was pretty big. Yeah, and then dating. So once one, I had, there was a group out in Arizona. And my family and I traveled to Disneyland. And on our way to Disneyland and our way back, we stopped in Arizona to hang out with this group that was an offshoot of the Allred group. It was actually the Thompson group. And um, it was actually an offshoot of the Thompson group. Anyway. (laughs) An offshoot of an offshoot of an offshoot. Yeah, basically. So when we were there, there was actually three married men there and two single men there that wanted that wanted me to marry them and I was 19 at this time and so um my dad said the same thing to the married men the single ones he was like go ahead whatever you know because he knew I would be nice to them okay so one married man he decided when we came back that he was just going to email me and so he just started emailing me because he wanted to email me to get to know me so he could court me because we were obviously in two different states. 
So, and I was friends with his daughter. She was my age. His youngest daughter was my age. I mean, that is insane. Youngest daughter. His His youngest youngest daughter was my age. Yeah. And so he started emailing me. And so what I did is I started emailing him back scriptures, um, trying to like have scripture battles with him to... Because I thought it was fun because he's trying to court me. And here I am, you know, way too young for him. But at the same time, as all this was happening, his youngest daughter, her, the boy that she had been dating that was from that group, lived out in Arizona, decided he didn't want to be with her and he liked me. So he was pursuing me at the same time. Well, this really, really upset. Are you falling asleep, Gunner? No, I'm just imagining how, what a pain in the ass it is to be a woman in a polygamous community. Like, holy shit. How horrible is that? (laughs) Yeah, well. This is actually kind of funny. (laughs) So I told him, I told, I I can't even remember his name. I remember the boy's name. His name was William that was closer to my age. So I told Mr. X, I don't remember his name, that I'm like, well, did you know William's interested in me and he's pursuing me? So why should I choose you over him? Mm-hmm. And then he just sent me a bunch of scripture. <laughs> did that win? Did that work? No, it didn't. It didn't end up working. Here's the funny thing is, okay. Now, hopefully Brandon doesn't care that I reveal this. But me and William ended up getting engaged. And then... We were going to get married if we didn't find anyone else. I made up that because I didn't really necessarily want to marry him. So we were engaged. And then, you know, I ended up meeting my husband, my Brandon. And so I was actually two-timing my fiancé with this guy right here. (laughs) And who won? Oh, I wonder. But years later, she didn't tell me about that till like I think we've been married like three years. Oh, by the way, I was. Oh, by the way, I have another husband. So years later, I saw William at Neater's, and I was pregnant with one of my kids, and he had ended up marrying somebody from the Allred group. That was a that awkward. That was you know because yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, that's the guy. And I was like, oh, cool. And then he called me over. He noticed me and then called me over and was like, Heidi. And then she's like, you want to come over too? I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) And then I found out that he had just barely got married. He had never, I'd been married for a long time, had three kids. And then he had just gotten married a couple months before that. To the first person he had ended I up think marrying. Been married ten years at that point. Well, it's good that yeah. he at least got married because he would be like he, he saw you and it'd be like we're still engaged and <laughs> <laughs> we can get married. I he gave up on that, okay. you know, because you, I told him that I was getting married. Him? I did. And who's a better? Kiss and that was the my husband now, and the the um. Yeah, she's gonna say. Funny that, thing is, know. is in in the Earl already Brandon. group. You're not supposed to kiss until it's over the altar. 
Oh, oh okay. They frown against kissing premarital. Mm-hmm. Kissing. That's my dad too. So, and he's no member of that. So, but he—that's how we grew up. Kissing time, Mary.